My name is Brother Tim Ramsey. My wife, Monica, is sitting on the front row over here. And we are from Concord Baptist Church. Brother Sammy Allen is our pastor out of Fairmont, Georgia. Our address is in Resaca, but we live out of our van. And it's been a tough year and a half. And uh, it was tough before we got married, but um, then after we got married, her being on the road with me all the time has been extra rough. But it, God has blessed. And um, we st- I started out, God started dealing with me about the children's hospitals across the USA. And I started trying to raise deputation to go to the children's hospital. There are over 400 in America, and the biggest part of them are Catholic. And there's one thing that the Catholics don't want, and that's the gospel. And we met my the pastor over here, and I met some yesterday that were not interested in hearing about the gospel. But it thrills me to see people go soul winning, and um, because of me being obedient to God and trying to get money raised to go to the children's hospital, God opened other doors. And uh, right now, we're going to be working throughout North America. We're on our way to Canada. There are either 19 churches either started, or some of them are on deputation rates and support to go to get started that are wanting us to come help them in church planning. The Bible says over in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, I believe, no, excuse me, chapter number 3, verse number 6, the Bible says, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. I want to do what Apollos has done. No, the Lord has not called me to pastor a church. But he has called me to go to these small churches that are struggling and water. And during the week, as your pastor uh, preaches and he studies to bring the message God has laid on his heart for that mess, that Sunday service or that Wednesday night, whenever y'all meet, there need to be some people in the church that will go out and water. Since the churches are small and there's nobody hardly in the church, who's going to go water? There's nobody there to go water. That's where my wife and I fit in. We want to be able to go and on our own time and go knocking on doors as we did yesterday. I enjoy going knocking on doors, telling people of the old gospel story. I was saved when I was eight years old, called to preach when I was 14. I cut my teeth on the front row over on this side of of the church my daddy pastored all my life up to just a few years ago. And um, because of there not being anything between me and the altar to hold me back, nothing to hold on to, I made myself, I made my way to an old-fashioned altar, and that's where my burdens were lifted. That's where my burdens were rolled away. Pastor, is it all right that I, if I just obey God, let God be God? 
If you're here tonight and you're 25 years old or younger, will you stand up for me? Praise God. Do me a favor. All of you that are standing up, will y'all move to these front rows? I want God to be God tonight. I don't want anything to get in the way of something. Y'all can be seated, but I want these front rows filled. As long as your parents will allow you to come on the front rows and sit, I want to encourage you to sit on the front rows. And if, you, if everybody can't, get just as close as you can to the Word of God. My heart goes out to the young people. I love young people. I had spider meningitis when I was three months old on my left side, and it left my he- left side handicapped. I'm supposed to wear a brace on my leg, the shoes that they're on are wore out, and uh, because we had an accident back in November, director Van told it, and because of some things got mixed up, some things that got left in the other van, therefore we did. I wasn't able to um, get my brace for my new shoes, put them on. But kids come up to me all the time and ask me, why do you hold your arm behind your back, or why do you walk like you do? And they break the ice. It embarrasses the mom and daddies to death. I'll be walking in the mall or somewhere, and they come up to me. Why do you hold your arm behind your back? Or what's that on? Why do you use that on your leg? And my friend tonight, I, it, it thrills me to death. I get down to their level. I say, Jesus made me like that. Has anybody ever told you about Jesus, how you can come to know Him as your personal Savior? And nine times out of ten, they have never heard. Therefore, I'm able to be the first one to tell them about Jesus. I used to pray for years that God would heal my body. And then, because I, I, God had not healed it yet, I began to pray a different way. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, whichever way you can use me more, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. If it takes me holding my arm behind my back or walking with the limp the rest of my life, if God puts me in a wheelchair, it'd be all right with me. As long as I can tell somebody the old gospel story. My testimony verse is Psalms chapter 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me, heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, established my goings. Oh, listen to this, my friend. He put a new tongue in my mouth. And the Bible says, Many shall see it. 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 And fear and trust in.
in the Lord. My friend, today, the racist world getting wicker and wicker every day. Nobody's saying it. Some of you here, even though the church has a visitation program, some of you here tonight can't wait to get out of here. Some of you kids can't wait to get out of here to get back to the hidden things in your room. It's too quiet in here. Amen, Brother Ramsey Preach. Thank you. Hey, those hidden things in our rooms that hinders us from, from being a witness. If there's any way possible, you ought to be here every time the doors are open. I don't like the term the house of God. You know what my great granddaddy and old bat used to do, brother? They didn't go to the house of God. They took the house of God with them. They went to meeting. Amen? But we've been taught this day and time, as long as you do right in the house of God, everything will be all right. It don't matter what you do outside the building. Hogwash. What would I see if I came to your house tonight? Huh? If you wanted to come to my house tonight, if I had a house, amen, <laughs> I'll let you in our house. It embarrassed my wife to death. We got everything in there. But if I had a house, you wanted to come, and you came and knocked on the door, I wouldn't have to say, wait a minute, let me hide these things and put a Bible in its place. Uh-uh. I wouldn't have to put those magazines under the pillow. I wouldn't have to hide those cigarettes. Amen. I'm wanting to go to see people just like you. You know, there's people out there, you're fortunate. There's people out here that have never heard. Never heard. And you've got a man of God back there itching to tell. Can't wait to get in the pulpit on Sunday mornings to tell. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter number 10. <clears throat> we do vacation Bible schools for churches. I did five by myself before my wife and I got married. Had everybody from babies to adults stays in the auditorium. I take care of the singing. I take care of the lesson. Say, preacher, that's boring. I never had no complaints. I never had no kids come and tell me they weren't coming back the next night. 
They were anxious to get back. The adults were anxious to get back. I've had kids saved in Bible school. I don't, preacher, uh, if you don't fall out with me, but I don't go to the bookstore to find out what every other church is going to do for Bible school and get in the game plan. My studying comes from three different books. Number one, a 1611 King James Bible. Number two, a good Strong's Concordance. And number three, a good Webster's Dictionary. If the Lord can't give it to me from that, I don't need it. Amen. I don't need to know what Dr. Bottlestopper said when he don't believe the King James Bible. Or any of these heathens. This is what I got saved on. This is what I cut my teeth on. Hey, and the steak is still good today, and that's been 30 years. Amen. Luke chapter number 10, starting with verse number 29. The Bible says, But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Oh, oh, my friend tonight, listen to this. The Bible says, who is my neighbor? We need some neighbors here today. A lot of people, really, a bunch of these churches don't have anybody coming. It's because they dress one way, but they can't, they dress, a lot of them this day and time dress the same way as they dress all week long. And the people that may think they're just going to work. They don't know they go to church. Amen. But listen. We need to let our neighbors know where we stand on the Word of God. I almost missed my turn this morning going to the church. I had to speed up. I was trying to get over. In the, I was on the inside lane trying to get on the outside. And this car drive, I speed up, he speed up. I said, great day, what's going on? My wife peeked around, said he's reading the van. I said, okay, so I got to go in speed limit. And when he got through speeding the, reading the van, he slowed down let me over. Hey, Amen. I'm glad people will read to see what the Word of God is. Amen. I want a neighbor. I, I'm, I'm known to know everybody in the neighborhood. God was preparing my heart for this, the mission, even as a little lad. We move in a neighborhood, and uh, my folk, we would be on our way to town. Mother or daddy, one would say, we need to stop and see who our neighbor are, are right there. I said, oh, that's so-and-so. How you know? I went up to the door and knocked. You got any kids I can play with? Hey, and they come out and we play. I knew everybody on the block. 
My wife gets me, doesn't like going to the mall with me back home in Mississippi because I used to work here. I know everybody in the mall. And they get mad at me if I don't stop and speak to them. They'll run out the store. Why did you pass me up? I had one of the greatest testimonies when I was working at the mall. I worked part-time at this sports place. I'm not a sports person. I could sell more than anybody else could. But I love people. And they would come up there look around just to talk to me. I had my electronic Bible, my little New Testament, that I would go right behind me with pictures of naked women. And uh, to keep my back from that, to that, excuse me, and I would get my Bible and sit there and be reading until I see somebody walk up. And then I get to talking to them. But this one day, I happened to be off, and the security guards were looking for me. The ball manager sent the security guards looking for me. Well, I happened to, the, the boss and his fiance or what live in, whatever they are, were out of town for the, the week. I was taking charge of the whole business. And uh, I happened to go in just to check on, make sure every, they had enough money and all this and that. Well, I passed Wendy's. No, I passed Piccadilly's right there on the right. They said, has Jeff's in you? I said, no. Well, I passed Wendy's next. They said, has Jeff's in you? I said, no. On up, everybody throughout the food court, has Jeff's in you? I said, no. So I made my way to the, to the manager's office. He was on the phone. I knocked on the door. And he said, he said, come on in, preacher. So I walked in, sat down, wait on him to get done. Off the phone, he, we chatted a few minutes. Then he said, the reason I wanted you to come in, I wanted to see you, is that we're having a mall merchant's breakfast in the morning. Wanted to know if you could come. I said, well, I'd love to, but I've got to open up. It takes me about an hour and a half to open up by myself. And um, I'm, I'm the only one that can do it. He said, that'd be all right. Everybody's got to be here on time to open up their stores. I said, sure, I'll be there. I'd love to come. He said, great. The reason I wanted you to come is I wanted you to pray over breakfast. Hot dog. You know, preacher, he said, we here at the mall look at you as the mall chaplain. I, be I began to pray, Lord, this may be my only chance. I'm going to be praying over breakfast tomorrow. I sure would love to preach. So God gave me a three-point outline. I could pray. Amen. And I preached while I was praying. They heard the gospel that morning. And I had many, 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 everybody that passed me that day. I was working, come by me, said, I could tell that was real. That wasn't a red prayer. I said, no, that came from heaven above. Amen. I just prayed my testimony. Lord, I'm thankful for the day you picked me up out of that horrible pit, out of that miry clay. Lord, I'm glad for that day you set me up on that solid rock. But Lord, not only that, I'm longing for the day that you take me up. I said, there are people here that's not going up unless they accept Christ as their Savior. But I wanted to be a neighbor. 
Look at this right here, verse number 30. And Jesus answering and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. We stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Notice which way this man went tonight. The Bible said he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Oh, my friend, today, I'm glad for the day I realized that I wasn't up on the mountaintop. And I was going to have to sink lower before I could reach up. But then, that day on December the 24th, I can't remember the year, back in the 70s. Amen. As a small eight-year-old lad sitting on this pew, I didn't slide up and down the pew that morning. God had a toll of my heart, and there was something that wasn't there. So I made my way to an old-fashioned altar, and I went down. But that's not the end of the story. I'm not as high as I'm going to be, but I'm higher than I was. Amen. Look at this. I want to look at three types of people tonight. The Bible says, and by, hold on. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. He passed by on the other side. Young man, do me a favor right here. Come up here and lay in the floor for me. Yes, sir. Lay here in the floor. Look at this. Look at this. The Bible says they wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. You don't look half dead. Lay down. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Look at this. Look at this. The Bible says... And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now you can, that word priest is another word for religion. And about the, what I think about religion, there's nothing to it. Here comes that priest, he sees him there. But he's too muddy, he's too bloody. I don't want him on my church pews. They've already stripped him of his clothing, tore his pockets. Uh uh-uh, I'm going, I'm acting like I didn't see him. I'm passing by on the other side. But look at this tonight. Take a look at this. The Bible says here, And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Now that word Levite is another word for lawyer. If there's anything more greedier than a religious man, that's a lawyer. There he is, laying in the ditch, half dead. They stripped him of everything he had on him. But here comes that lawyer. Greedy. And starts getting in these pockets. And... There's nothing there. So he passes by 
on the other side. Act like he didn't even see him there. Boy, you don't have the fee for me to mess with you. Amen? Isn't that what they do? But this right here is what my wife and I want to be. I don't have no part with those other two. But my wife and I right here. Verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him. And bound up his wound, pouring in oil and wine. Now, my friend, tonight, I have a feeling that they poured in the wine first. Hey, that wine, that vinegar that they poured on that wound, I believe it stung, it hurt. But that's not, they didn't leave it hurting like there. They got that oil and poured on there to salve it to take the hurt away. Now take a look at this for a minute. That Samaritan, hey, as he sojourned, hallelujah, as my wife and I, we wasn't supposed to be here. We were brought here on false pretense. The, med- the missions conference we thought were in this area this week ended up being over in Mississippi. But God had a purpose for us being here tonight. Here comes this certain Samaritan. Sees him over there. Oh, there's another one I can help. There's another one I can help. And he gets down over there and pulls back those wounds, pouring in the oil and the wine. He pours in a little bit of that wine. That wine. Oh, it hurt because that wine, a little bit of that wine, for the wages of sin and death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Then he got that oil and pouring in a little bit. There's none righteous. No, not one. Oh, no. It still hurts. Oh, but that's not the end of the story. They got that cloth. Hallelujah. They got that cloth and began at the feet. Started binding up those wounds. With, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know what? They didn't end up at the head like a lot of people try to. A lot of people try to have, end up with the head knowledge instead of the heart knowledge. There's an old saying, I used to say it all the time, every day we need to have a checkup from our neck up to deal with our stinking thinking. But that's what the Methodists and the Pentecostals and all those, they, that's what they do. They have a checkup from the neck up. But I changed it, my friend. Every day we need to have a checkup from our heart up to deal with our stinking thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. Oh, look at this. But he still, after he got those wounds bound up, they didn't leave him there. No, stand up, my friend. Stand up right here. Up on this neck. Lay on my shoulder and relax. Lay over. No, come on over. Lay over. All. Come on, pick up. Lay over. 
They put him on a donkey or what? They put him on his own beast, whatever it may be, and brought him to an end. Look at this. They sent him down there. They didn't just take him anywhere. No, but they took him where he could get help. Oh, not only that, they put him in the bed. Amen. Make sure he was comfortable. Make sure he was comfortable. And then he went to the innkeeper. He went to the innkeeper. Hey, see that man up there? Laying up there? Now he was, I found him in the gully. He was half dead. And uh, he, uh, uh, he's doing pretty good right now. I got him stable. But here, here's two pence. I'm fixing to go. If that's not enough, when I come back, hey, I'll repay thee. I'll repay thee. Amen. Just keep, keep putting the medicine in him. Amen. Every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every time you go by him, put that medicine in him. It's good to have it on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights. But if that's the only time you get it, you're not getting enough of it. You need to double up on the dose. Amen. What about that neighbor? What about that neighbor? Hey, I tell you what, I'm glad I had a neighbor to tell. I wish I had an intercom tonight. Open these doors. I, I preached a while back in the neighborhood. It was a bunch of older folks in the, t in the building. And uh, after I got to preaching, I opened the doors where everybody in the neighborhood could hear me. They, they may not come inside, but they knew something was going on on the inside. Amen. When I come again, I will repay. Hey, those things that you don't get to do on Saturday because you come to the church to go soul winning, that won't go unnoticed. No, uh-uh. That won't go unnoticed. I thrill to see the crowd that went on visitation yesterday. I would have gone with them tonight, but the song leader wanted to see me. I plan on going and knocking on a few doors myself. Those tracks out there, they're for the taking. Any of you that work with any type of other national, nationality that can't speak your language, see if we got that type of track out there and get what you can use to pass out to your playmates, your workmates. If you happen to go to public school, um, no doubt there's a bunch of different nationalities there. Be sure and get some of those tracks to take to school with you. We'd love to not have to load them up tonight. We'd love for the whole bunch of you to get them. Don't get them and waste them, but get them. 
to pass out. You know what? Me bringing these tracks and you taking them and passing them out, that's a little bit of me passing them out. Amen. I'll get a little bit of a reward for you passing them out because I brought them to you. I want a bigger reward from Christ when he says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Your pastor, he comes on Saturdays and different times and visits. But your pastor back there wants a bigger reward. You know how he could get a bigger reward? By you that he preaches to every week, time after time. Come and go and find somebody to be a neighbor to. We've got Spanish Bibles, New Testaments back there. They've got some hymns and what have you in the back and uh, different things. If you want some of those, we got about 50 of those, Pastor. If y'all need some, we'll be sure glad to give them to you. But we just want to help get the gospel out. That's just a few more back there that you could get that my hand will be on it when you pass it out. Amen. Pastor, God bless you.